Cargo Cult is a production of Radio Nemo West. Cargo Cult is all about the movies, books, music, and moments that help shape the lifestyle of not only the trucking industry, but also the American obsession with being on the move. What if something just like jumps out in front of you and you have to stop? Don't. What was that? A Mazda. Host Jimmy Mack and Justin Wellborn engage in a wild, free-form discussion with folks from both the transportation and entertainment worlds. I'm talking to whoever's listening out there. It's a show that's all about the journey. So far, we're doing fine. Hadn't got caught. And now your hosts, Jimmy Mack and Justin Wellborn. Suspiria! Yeah. I don't even know how to begin talking about this movie. You're the one that wanted it. You got to start talking about it. Okay. Well, <laughs> I mean, to even begin to understand how influential this movie is, it, it's just kind of beyond the pale. We're, we're using it in, in the context of the call to adventure because our main character, uh, the, the woman that shows up, um, played by Jessica Harper, is this uh, Susie Bannon. And she shows up at the Berlin airport and is driven out to this mysterious academy. And it turns out to be a dance academy of some kind. And one of the ladies just comes running out the door. There's a horrible storm. And then she is just brought into this world. She takes the dive into the unknown. And unfortunately, the unknown is a giant coven of witches. Uh, this what? film is, what? I know, directed by Dario Argento. It is on everybody's list of top 100 horror movies. It is stylistically beyond the pale. It is beautiful to look at, almost incomprehensible in some of its plot points. And the gore in it is just delightful. It's European even. They had to cut out something like seven minutes to release it in the United States to make it a little more palpable for audiences. But it is such a literal trip with its soundtrack by Goblin, who is called The Goblins in uh, the credits of the actual movie. And it just winds us through this demented world that Susie just experiences and is, is learning more about how the fact that that magic is real, which apparently Argento believed, you know, was very much or at least like to espouse it. These are real stories. Witches are here. You know, I mean, he did you know this was a trilogy? This is one of those strange things. He called it the three mothers. It's the, the other movies are Inferno. And what's the other one? Do you remember? I do not. It is. I've got Sasha. I got Sasha. Here. I want to look Mother up of Tears. Mother That's of the Tears. Last one. Sasha, do me a favor and look up the phrase. He's used it correctly. Beyond the pale, and look where the term comes from. Because I think in a lot of ways, it actually it's a great phrase. And we we know we talked about uh, 
last time going to hell in a handbasket. Right, uh, right, let's right, right. Look Where up do these beyond the pale. From? Look up beyond the pale. When you find a good, solid definition of what it means, I'd like you to read it for us, uh, guys. Welcome to Cargo Cults. Boom, um, right and, the, and I got to tell you, right Cargo Cults. Cargo Cults as a title never applied better than to a movie than it does to Suspiria. Because I'm telling you right now, this movie is. Cr- By the way, Jessica, heavy on the cult. Jessica Harper. If you guys get a chance, look up her uh, on Wikipedia. Look up her on. Um, IMDb. It's a really crazy career because she is also the damsel in distress. And we were talking, Sam was actually doing a little bit of a giving the old elbow to Brian De Palma. We understand why <laughs> De Palma uh, deserves the elbow. Uh, but De Palma's wonderful cult hit, speaking of cargo cults, Phantom of the Paradise. Were it not for Rocky Horror, there probably would be Phantom of the Paradise evenings. There are actually. You should look up that as well. Suspiria is wild because it it falls into the same category as a film like Apocalypse Now, uh, a film like The Bad News Bears. I know these are weird connections, but you can't make these movies now. It really is. You look at Suspiria now. They, they remake it. Yeah, they remake yeah, it. They, yeah, remake, yeah, yeah, they yeah. don't remake it. We have it. our Amazon. They, they, they don't remake our, it. No. They're, they're always said they're tributes to it because trying to remake one of the top 100 movies, one of the most influential films that other directors take things off. I, I, I think you look at this movie and this is where you, you begin to be allowed to use color and extremist imagery more than even, almost at the cost of narrative. I mean, that's... That's one of the Freudian psychology, BDSM. I mean, just throw it at the wall. Hey, if you want to use Jordanowski's movies have come out, and so these are kind of midnight movies. These are movies you go when you are, you know, ready to scare the crap out of your date and maybe have them really close to you. Phantasm, or or maybe you just show up next to the guy whose jacket just smells like a lot of fun and. What else is that? Uh. Popcorn, bubble gum, and marijuana. Wait, which it. one is that? Oh my God, it's all three. It's all three on his jacket, stenciled out with Metallica on marker in the back. You know. Do you got to be on the pale for me yet? Outside the limits of acceptable behavior or judgment. There we go. And there is a place from Roman mythology, uh, the pale. The pale was a marker on the border when you crossed it. And that's exactly, uh, Sasha got it right. There are barbarians and wild men. Terra and incognita. Terra incognita, right. which of course is We're going exact, to the unknown. We're going beyond the pale. We're going into the unknown. And there really is that sense because the movie does begin. We've been talking for the last couple of weeks about the call to adventure. The call to adventure in this movie has already happened. Because I think what's so cool about this film She's is, been accepted to the Academy. In so the, she it, shows up. In the three films right. so, so far, we've gotten a call uh, to go get some beer. We've gotten a call <laughs> to go rescue a princess. And we've gotten a call to go rescue an orphan. All of which are noble causes uh, or um, remunerative causes where you're going sure. to make a little bit of bank here. And all work out pretty well. Right. The idea for the, the glory. The call to adventure becomes a change for the better. This is one of those occasions where the call to adventure really doesn't play out the way she'd hoped it to. She's obviously on a journey of self-discovery. She's hoping to become a great dancer. She's hoping to uh, blossom into more of the woman that she truly needs to be and once again takes a head dive into a coven of witches. So <laughs> when you suggested this movie at first, and, and by the way, we, we both come up with suggestions for movies. And my first instinct, being that I'm a control freak, was be like, absolutely not. This is not a good selection. It has nothing to- I'm like, to, it's from 1977. It man. has 
nothing. It has nothing to do with the other three films. It has no connective tissue. It is so far beyond the pale. Ha ha. From those other movies, I don't want to talk about it. And then I kind of, but I said to myself, I said, self, you should go back and you should think about this and let it kind of sink in. And I think it's kind of a perfect companion piece to these because not all calls to adventure end well. Oh, no. Not all call. No. And the idea that the 70s in particular. Permanent scarring. Man, we had a crazy conversation <laughs> about this. And this is, a, this is a problematic conversation, but we got to have it. The idea that we live in safe spaces now. A lot of people of privilege, of all colors and all backgrounds, but a lot of people who come from privileged backgrounds come from very safe spaces. And, and that's a good thing to a large degree because we shouldn't put the people we love in harm's way. We shouldn't, you know, we shouldn't put young people in dangerous environments on a regular basis. But occasionally, occasionally, <laughs> occasionally. That's how you grow. How you grow. And the idea that sometimes you, you, you rode your bike out too far to the end of the neighborhood. We talked about this a couple of episodes right. ago. The idea like get out the house and don't come back. Yeah, and you don't push those back. limits, but you and knew you when you were getting limits. out and, and further I, than you knew. And I think the value of this film in regards to our project here, which is going through the hero's journey, is that sometimes the call to adventure requires you fight your way back out to the coast when you get there. That the pl- that the you know the yeah the house is going to implode and because you're going to need plan, to take a run, man. The call to yeah. adventure is. Are you tired of your quiet life in America and you want to become a great dancer and you want to study with the best in the world? And a lot of people have this experience. People go off to college thinking it's going to change their life for the better and they're going to become a new person and they're going to become their best self. And they get to college and it's traumatizing. Oh, I saw several meltdowns within just the first few weeks, you know, whether it be drinking or just the scheduling or whatever it was. And these people just had to go home. I mean, I mean, this kind of crazy freedom. And I and, get it, man. And, if you're from a small place and suddenly you're in a bigger world, it can be shocking. It, it's Tear that, the rug right from, out from under what you believe that you are, which is one of those things that I've always tried to embrace more. You know, we met in college, you and I, and it was just a a time where not only am I breaking away from parents, but I'm, I'm looking at the possibilities of of the world and in bright eyes and wide and accepting ways and just what is this and and that's what the Susie character in Suspiria has to do she's literally just taking they things pick a wide eyed and they start picking on her and making fun of her and all sorts while accepting her she's getting a little hazed by the other dancers and for not being sexy enough or too sexy or too good you know oh who's this person that's just walked in here I would she's like going to show us how to do it from Argento I would like to have asked asked him was part of the reason you picked Jessica Harper is because her eyes are so fucking big she's kind of perfect for the role in the way that her where eyes are Carrie huge. Fisher has such startling features and her eyes too draw us in to the entire idea but one way or the other and and, and these were people that were also auditioning at the same time I mean Jessica Harper turned down a role in Annie Hall to go to Suspiria you know, another movie that came out in 1977, you know? Well, the other and, crazy... And, and she just, the way that she wide-eyed looks at the world all around her, which is just so full of color and set pieces and bizarrity that she's just drinking it in. And even her lines, they almost seem minimal. Everybody else seems to be talking, and she's just observing and bringing it in. Sam, do you know the story? He brings up a good point, too. Do you know the story about Carrie Fisher and Sissy Spacek? 
Do you know that story by Carrie Fisher and Sissy Spacek and Brian De Palma and George Lucas? Uh, I don't believe I do. Oh my God! That there is a it, it. There are a lot of debates about it, but that both were on the finalist list to play Carrie and Princess Leia, and that Lucas originally wanted Sissy Spacek and Brian De Palma wanted Carrie Fisher to play Carrie, and they swapped. Thanks for listening to a preview of this episode of Cargo Cult. Like what you heard? Hear more from Jimmy Mack and Justin Wellborn exclusively on the SiriusXM app. Subscribe today at SiriusXM.com.